0: Welcome to Horror Originals Podcast. I am Mansi and I am your storyteller. It's the time of the year when you carve pumpkins and make skeletons dance. Spooky October has arrived with autumn leaves and ghostly winds. This month, I'm going to tell you True horror stories I know of for Halloween. So set that bonfire on and let's get started. This story is a true experience from my childhood. I was only 8 years old when it happened. It was a bright, hot midsummer afternoon. The kind where the blazing sun burns everything it touches. All living things escape it by hiding in their houses. I was sleeping with my mother in her room. A plastic cooler was working overtime to ward off the heat. I woke up Thursday in the middle of the noon, got up from the bed quietly, not wanting to wake my mother up. She was tired after lunch and sleeping like a baby. I went to the kitchen, drank some water, and then, instead of going back to mom, I went to my room. It was a nice little space. There was one small bed a study table and a chair beside a large window. I used to stack up my things in an inbuilt wall shelf behind my study. The winter beside my study table was grilled and covered with brown filmed acrylic window glass, a kind of plastic that cannot break or tear. It can, however, come off the frame like mine had. One of the panes did not have a glass, the other two panes of the window. wrapped around with a wire and kept in place. From the one pane that was not there, a lot of light and heat came inside. I remember I was playing with my dolls and my coloring sets. This is when it happened, something which I could never forget. A voice called my name, a sweet voice like that of a child. I stopped and I looked outside the window. It seemed to have come from the road in front of my room. A road that was deserted. Dust rising in the heat outside. The row houses opposite me were shut. I thought it was my imagination and I returned to my colours. The voice called my name again. This time it was a little louder than before. I sprang up and I looked under my first floor room. Right under the windows there used to be a hedge. There was a lot of standing space under that hedge as well. We used to play hide and seek under that hedge because there was a secret basement entrance that not everyone took at that time. I was so sure that one of my friends, in fact, the only friend I had in that apartment building, could have hidden under that hedge and she might be playing a prank with me. So I called her bluff. I know it's you, Priya, come out. I said aloud, watching the hedge and waiting for a giggling, silly face to emerge. It never did. I did think it was odd, given that she'd never come out alone in such heat. Her mother wouldn't allow it. Probably she had run off. But would she go downstairs, hide beneath my hedge, just to play a prank with me? I frowned and returned to my table, a little wary for some reason. Something did not feel right. A few seconds later, the voice called my name again. I froze. The voice sounded sweet, like a small girl, but it couldn't have been a girl. It was a mature voice, full of warmth and love like I've never heard in any other voice, not even my own mother's. The scariest fact was the source of this voice, which was getting closer and closer to me much closer. It was not coming from under my window. It was coming right from it. And it called my name again, louder and closer, as if someone was right at my window, facing me on the first floor. I stared at the window, the broken pane, and the ones covered with wires. There was nothing, no one. My arms became jelly and my skin crawled with goosebumps. I screamed and I ran out of my room. And as I left the room, running in fear, the voice laughed, as an adult would laugh when a child does something silly. It was a beautiful laugh, a beautiful voice. Back then, I could have never imagined what it was or who it was standing at my window. But years later, Somewhere in my heart, I'm sure I realized that it was my grandmother. She had died beside me when I was but two and a half years old. Do people really come back looking for their loved ones? Do they long to be seen and heard again? I wonder. A friend told me of her grandfather's account from long, long ago when post offices were a major wane of the world. Back in the 80s, When there was no instant communication and internet, letters used to be the biggest way of communicating and sending things to each other. Her grandfather had a very important position in a big government post office in Bhopal, a city in central India which happens to be my hometown. It is a green city with hills and lakes. Back then, it was greener and the lake was deeper. The sun was hanging just above horizon and setting a golden-orange light across the post office. Her grandfather was finishing up his work on a weekend that was soon going to become a festive holiday. As he segmented posts and collected things in order, he heard a tinkle of a woman's anklet. A pile is an anklet worn by women in India with soft bells that tinkle on walking. This woman that he heard seemed to be running. The tinkling was loud and unsettling. He walked outside to see who was running around after the official hours and saw the back of a woman dressed in a red bridal outfit. She was running from one room to the next looking frantically for something. Stop. He called her out and went after her. The woman paused for a few seconds and took off again. He knew that there was something troubling her. The woman ran outside the office and turned towards Hill Road. He ran after her and finally he reached her. He put his hand on her shoulder and asked, What happened? Stop. Let me help you. The woman stopped and turned. What came in front of his eyes was an image from Hill. A burned face, charred black and cloudy eyes. Before he could feel fear, Shock overtook him and he fell unconscious on the ground. Days later, he woke up in a hospital. He had had a mild heart attack. Anyone would after witnessing what he did. He told about his encounter to his family and the doctors that surrounded him. Shaking as he did and asked them to believe him. People in the room looked at each other. Their eyes peeled open and faces drained of blood. Sir, began a doctor, you were unconscious for four days, so you couldn't have known, but a day after you got admitted, news came that a family had burnt a woman, a newlywed, or were not receiving the dowry promised by her father. It seemed, due to the festive weekend, the post office was unable to send the money posted to the address in time. Everyone in the room fell silent. It is the evil that the living do that gives birth to the unnatural, a space to exist between life and death. At least that is what my friend's grandfather believed after this incident. And it's the living who need to clean up their act if they want to have a good life, life as living beings and beyond. Leave goodness, not evil. Leave laughter, not tears. This Halloween is special, won't you agree? We are all facing a pandemic around the world. But wouldn't you say it is the sin of the living that caught it this far and worse? Well, think about it as you go trick-or-treating. I'll come back with more real stories next week for Halloween special True Stories. Thank you for listening to my story all the way. To stay updated about all the stories that I put out, follow me on Instagram at the rate the thestorytellermansi, or at the rate M-A-N-S-I underscore one nine. You can also subscribe to www.thestorytellermansi.com to stay updated about everything that I do. See you again next week. A note on copyright. Please do not add this audio content to the YouTube content ID system. I have used background music, which is owned by Fessian Studios.